my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you listen. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Mundane Festival podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lamberth, recording this episode for Sunday, March 26, 2023. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, let everybody know uh, uh, by giving the show a five-star review. And because it makes me feel good about myself, feels like I'm not just throwing this podcast into the abyss um and all that good stuff subscribe to patreon uh at patreon.com slash mundane festival if you're interested and uh that's it this is episode 600 something i have a super special return guest that you know and love he's a good friend of mine that i met on this uh internet device uh this uh internet can be a a shitty uh cesspool but sometimes you find joy and a lot of times i found joy in talking to this man mr timothy hall aka the people's critic how the hell are you man what a wonderful intro and i would like to say thank you for that and i'm well sir i am doing well but you know all jokes aside you are 100 correct about internet usage like you can't real cesspool but there are times where you, you obviously meet great people um that is a benefit. Yeah, man. People, it's it easy to. Yeah. It gets lost in the like, oh, the internet is trash. And people like, yeah, but I can't be the only cool person out here. Like somebody else. Could be. Yeah, there's there's some cool people sprinkled throughout uh, all this bullshit. Uh, so so I like to highlight that when I can, because uh, it's it's easy to go negative. But uh, dude, so how how is your how, is, how have you been, man? We talked we talked maybe a couple weeks ago. But how the hell have you been? How's been everything good. in Seattle? Seattle's good, man. The weather's still kind of weird. It's weird. LA's gotten way more rain than us recently, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of funny. It's been fine. Uh, just getting ready for spring and summer. Crazy thing, baseball is back. The Mariners are good. Yeah. It's been a change. <laughs> We're kind of into it. And then as they got better, like the city kind of felt alive during the baseball run, during the, you know, the pennant race and all that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's cool. So when one of my coworkers was like, we were talking about, I'm mentioning this, there's a Reggie Jackson documentary. Yeah, you, you were telling me about that. Listen, I didn't know Reggie was like that, bro. I knew he was good. But, you know, for me, my baseball history, I grew up an A's fan as a kid living in Northern California. 
So I knew of Reggie Jackson from his older age days. Right. Tom, I could really appreciate baseball. He was on the Angels. He was on his way out the league. So watching this gave me a better appreciation for him. But so I'm having this conversation and my coworker was like, yo, I got season tickets. I didn't know it was 81 games. Like, if you just want to go to some games, just let me know. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I, I'm not going to all these games. So <laughs> I'm not. So just let me know when you want to go. So I'll be at a bunch of games this year. It looks like just going to go hang out, see the Mariners. That's awesome. It's, it used to be Safeco Field. It's now T-Mobile Park. It's huh. really right down the street from my job. They got afternoon games, day games, night games. If, you, if you're just into hanging out and chilling, it's a fun place to be. They're a good team. That makes it even more fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I like I like live sports. That should be dope. Me too, because baseball, it's a good time to chill. Like that, to me, to be honest with you, that was my favorite sport to play as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I kind of tapped out right when I got cut from the baseball team in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know what? It's not for me. But I still like I still I love going to the games. I'd go with my dad. We go to Camden Yards. Uh, and speaking of Seattle, Man, Camden Yards. Yeah, we were down there when uh, we weren't at the at the. And in, we weren't at in the park when Ken Griffey Jr. hit the B&O warehouse, but uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, we I first we tried to get we tried to get uh, tickets. There was some weird thing with the tickets, and then we found out because we went to the or the fan fest. So we went to the it was at the Baltimore Convention Center, and we um, hung out. And I still had a great time, but uh, I, I hated that I missed that because Ken Griffey Jr. was my favorite baseball player. And um, we, I did get to see him when he was with the the Reds. So I oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. when he left Seattle yeah yeah and he played and he played um they were playing the Cubs. So when I was in Chicago, I've gone I've been to a, a, went to a few games. I think I maybe Wrigley went Field? to yeah Wrigley and then maybe saw one or two Sox games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, did you watch the World Baseball Classic? No, I didn't. I didn't barely knew it was on till people started posting about it online. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. An incredible uh, 10 days of baseball. Um, but Monty made his point on his show uh, on Friday. Which I didn't see that. Yeah, these other they're, they're having fun out there. All right, yeah. so down to easily probably one of my favorite players currently right now, Shohei Otani. Uh, I, 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 I cried nightly thinking about the fact that he, the Mariners were his second choice before he went to the Angels. Uh, I saw him play last year. That man is gigantic. He's doing stuff historically we've never seen before. There's some crazy stat I'll share with you later that I found about what he did during that World Baseball Classic. It's insane. Anyway, so come down to him. The USA is down by one. Mike Trout, his teammate, he would say the best player in the league against Shohei. He struck this, he set his ass down. Mm-hmm. Just and got him with this nasty slider. And you know, the Japanese players are very polite and a lot of that. Man, he threw his glove and his hat and was fired up. And I was like, oh, that's Shohei Otani. Yeah, man. That, like it's like <laughs> that man gives shit. Putting the restriction. Like we've been, it, it's been like something that I don't think Bomani's talked about in his podcast a lot, and then just stuff that. I remember maybe Levitard talking about it, but it's just been the kind of thing within the past three to five years where it's like, hey, baseball is not fun. 
Yeah. And these guys are just being too, uh, I don't know, like too, what's the word? Too, too, I don't know if it's rigid or just too uptight. They're too uptight. Yeah, you know, I, I'm starting to see a change, which I love. Like, Jordan Alvarez is one of my favorite other players. He plays for uh, the Astros. He's just a beast, bro. He reminds me of, like, old-school David Ortiz, where he could okay. have a bad series, and all of a sudden he's hitting a three-run home run to, like, win the series. Yeah. Last year, in the, in the, and this is boring all the non-baseball people, but I promise this is it. Last year, at the end of the World Series, is game six. They're down. It's a tight game with the Phillies. And he's having a rough series, and he hits this bomb of i'll send you the youtube link all right bomb of a home run bro so far that the announcer's like i didn't know the ball could go up there and <laughs> the entire dugout is like out like damn near on the field because th- at this point the series is over they know they're going to win it was it was like i need that kind of energy give me yeah. that instead of like around the bases and i shake my coach's hand now give me give me all of that give me yeah you know, Bryce Harper slamming his baseball, his bat down and give me Tatis bat flipping and turn to a dugout and flexing. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Give me, I'd rather that than like some boring game. It's supposed like, to be entertaining. Like Pippen dunking on Ewing was one thing. Pippen dunking on Ewing and then standing over him is what makes that iconic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, he said, oh, I remember watching that live being like, oh shit, they're about to fight. Because he. <laughs> 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 okay. For Somebody real, and like looked at him like that kind of give me that. Like, I hope we get more of that. We got a young team with the Mariners, they're fun. The management is handling shit right, they're not trying to like break the bank for anybody, they're trying to build through the draft, through free agency, and in, in, in a good way. They should be fun. They're in a division with the Astros, that's always going to be tough, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, I'm with it, man. I'm, I'm excited for baseball season this year, and it's been a very long time. Since I can see it. All right, this is my last baseball point, And I'm going to tell you a bit of annoyance I had last year. Okay. The Mariners hadn't made the playoffs in 20-something years. And the magic number was counting down. So everyone's like, yo, what game you got to win, right? So the Friday night game, I come home. I'm just watching the game. Comes down to like the ninth inning, two outs. Kyle Rowley hits his home run to send him into the playoffs. People are going crazy. My homegirl's on Instagram. She's at the game. I was like, wow, you're at the game. That was something so cool. She was like, oh, my God, I had an extra ticket. I almost invited you. I said, what? Almost? Don't tell me no shit like that. Uh, I was so mad, bro. Almost? The game I would want to be at. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for not inviting me to this game. What a friend. Yeah, man. It would have been fun to be at. Like, I, that's the kind of thing that, you know, I tell people all the time. Like, you can't really. Those kind of moments, man. Like, I, I have something. I appreciate seeing greatness, whether it's someone in concert or an athlete. Sure. I love it. Like if you're great, if it's if I'm if it's a great hockey player about to be, I'll watch. Just I want to see greatness. I want to see how these people do, how they prepare, what they do, how they dominate. That's always been fun for me since I was a kid. Even players that I don't love. like, I hated John Montana, mm-hmm. but I appreciate the fact that he was good. Hated right? Him. Yeah, <laughs> I feel you, man. So when when is this Reggie Jackson doc drop? When is it? It's out now on, on Amazon. Oh, it is out. It's officially yeah, it's out. okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially about his career, but it's bookended uh, by Reggie Jackson's sort of push for more diversity in baseball. Okay. Kind of, it's a cool, I mean, it's a, obviously a big endeavor, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. But he gives a shit. But you see him talking that shit to white people. 
during his, I didn't know he was talking like that to them during his playing days. Oh yeah, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah he didn't. He didn't give a shit. Like, there was a well, there was a doc. I think was it a thirty for thirty? Was it New York is burning or something yeah, like? Yeah, that, that crazy huh? summer of seventy seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, it was like Son of Sam, right? Fires, and then the Yankees, the Bronx Bombers made that incredible run, which is in this doc where they were okay. In the world oh, I love that kind of stuff. I'll I'll check that out. I love that then, sports stuff because it kind of it puts things into perspective and yeah. and, and, and in a lot of ways. Crazy for him that like they paid a shit ton of money for him. He goes there and it's not going well at first. Mm-hmm. It ended the way it ends. He has that historic game six. Incredible. Mr. October. He earns that nickname like a motherfucker too, man. Yeah. Why is Mr. Stuff. October? Oh, that's why Mr. October. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I I used to I be into, it. I don't know what it is, man. It's like the last maybe 10 or 15 years. Like, I like sports. Like, I love, obviously, February was great because of our, you know, black quarterbacks going at it. Um that I won either way, but I was rooting for Mahomes because I wanted I wanted that the legacy to kind of be intact. Where it's like, oh, he's got more than one. Yeah, and but part of me, you know, yeah. why I hated that past that first call at the end. It was a PI, but whatever. it was because I want to see if Jalen Hurts could be great in this moment. Yeah, I want to see him them kick the field goal and see, yo, can you do this thing? Can you drive down the field and get it done? And I remember watching the game when he kind of muscled his way in for that two point. I was like, oh, yeah, he's watched this shit bad. Like, he's a stud. I, he if they ran through the two's chest. And I was like, if they, yeah, if they keep building around him, they got to pay him. Yeah, uh, they got to pay him. They'll be fine, man. Like, he's, he's, he's great. I, I love his story. If he would have won, I'd have been slightly disappointed. I'd have been a little sad, but he proved all those naysayers wrong. Um, it just proved that people don't know what to talk. Like, not that right. I'm about like that's an opinion it's not cements and stones not the ten commandments if you draft a guy like yeah i'll never forget there's a clip of, of um it's, it's early it's, it might not be the combine it's around that time and it's steve smith older wide receiver and he's talking about cooper cup being the best receiver in that draft and people kind of laughed at him mm-hmm. he's he just breaking it down like i played the position he's he's the best receiver in this draft and <laughs> Fast forward, Cooper Cup's one of the best receivers in the league. No he one was, had him. He was killing people like Luca was killing people on the court. God. Pulling up on that Black Lives Matter. <laughs> in, the, in, the, uh, in the bubble. I remember that game winner hitting the bubble. I like I like that kind of shit. Like I remember game winner being like, okay, he's got that yeah. that back. And in but for me, that Luca shit he did last year against the Suns was like, okay. Mm. He went. Phoenix and was like, I'm scoring everything. And there's nothing none of y'all can do about it. And just went nuts on them boys. He yeah. Up, dude fell down, he looked at him, hit three, stared <laughs> at the bench. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a show. Like that's that's called putting on a show. And that I think put, and you gotta be good to do that. Yeah. That that's that's what we we like to see that, you know. Give me, um give me that, all that arrogance, dunk on somebody, flex on them. Yeah. There's, I don't know if because if you get mad, stop him. Not stop him by like throwing a pitch, like like Bo said last night, like throwing a ninety mile per hour hit yeah, pitch at somebody or no, yeah. just stop him, strike him out, get these guys out, tackle this guy, put him yeah. put him down, you know, stop this guy on defense, you know, yeah. double team this dude, you know, um, yeah, like it, you, you know, Listen, you gotta be able I'll to be honest with you. 
Fighting a baseball 470 feet, running around the bases and me flexing, you'll be lucky if that's all I do. <laughs> because because Barry Sanders, a guy like Barry Sanders is a one of one. You know what I mean? That's he's almost an anomaly the way that he because it almost like it wasn't in his personality to do that. So he just didn't do it. Right. Or like Larry, like, Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald, another guy that's like a great player that never really yeah. showboat. I, I like to think football is so such an emotional game. All these sports are so yeah, emotional that that you're just like, I don't see how I wouldn't do something if I made a play like that. You know, I don't understand it. You're yeah, the winner to send somebody home. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm, I'd imagine it's all the emotion. Yeah, like that visceral, like when yeah. Damian Lillard shot that yeah. three, and then he like and Wade he bided him. Like, yeah, everybody yeah. was crying. Like, <laughs> that's you know, like that's that's amazing. Imagine that feeling. I couldn't imagine that feeling. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone gave Richard Sherman a bunch of crap because he was talking about Crabtree when the Seahawks beat the Niners in that NFC championship game. Yeah. But Aaron Andrews was on the field and she said, yeah, I don't know what people are talking about. She was like, I'm there on the field. It's emotions are high. The right. energy is crazy. Yeah. I said, it's hard for me to keep my composure. And yeah. Job. I couldn't imagine if you're on the field, if you're actually out there and you, you made the play, mm-hmm. how you're feeling and how you can contextualize those emotions. That's why people cry all the time. Yeah. It's so emotional. There's nothing else you can do but cry. Like that's why you see so many people, grown men crying. Cause man, it's just you, these emotions come flooding out of you. Yeah, that's the way that we get we get to let it out. Uh, yeah, we we go to we sports and sports. Pixar movies. I know, right? <laughs> or Marvel movies, depending. You might cry during those. Yeah, you might cry. Yeah. Well, let let's talk. Let's let's shift a little bit. You, I want you to talk a little bit about. You had Seattle Comic Con recently, right? Yeah. How was that? Comic-Con, it's every year. It's fun. It's one of my favorite events. I go every year. I was supposed to go as Pennywise this year. I like to go and scare the people. That's kind of my thing. Um, But the mask, I couldn't see out of the mask. And if you've ever been to Comic-Con, not being able to see is not great. Like, there's too many people. uh, So I scrapped it. I need to find another mask. Because the actual Pennywise outfit is dope. Like, it looks great. It fits great. It looks old. Like, I'm living in the sewer. So that's great. But um, this year, I and mean, every year it's at the Seattle Convention Center. This year is at the new Convention Center. So the spacing was different. Everything was different. Um, but man, it is a beautiful thing. Like, I appreciate people who are fans of whatever. I don't care. Anime, whatever. Right. So to be in a space where you get people who are just like, I'm re- like, I was in line for something and somebody was really into Star Trek. He was just talking about Star Trek. Like, yeah. had, like 10 minutes. Just talking with him, and he just all this nerd stuff, and it was cool. Like he was in his element. Yeah, and it was cool as shit. So we're waiting. I met the wonderful, beautiful Mercedes, aka Sasha Banks. AKA. You sent me the picture, right? This is the picture. Okay, she is ripped and cool and fun. But as I'm waiting, there's like a ton of people outside, right? And some guy tried to start some shit with somebody. I don't know what happened, but like collectively, all these nerds were like, "Hey, bro, we're not here for that. I don't know what you got going on." That's good. This ain't the space. And he kind of yeah. sh- kind of dipped. And I was like, yeah. Everyone was like, nah, <laughs> we're here to have fun, bro. I don't know what you got going on. Right. No one's here for any of this, bro. Like, keep it yeah. moving. So I like that it's that kind of space. People are really protective of, like, everyone's here to have fun. People are super helpful, um, kind. There's not a lot of beefing. Um, obviously, there's a ton of celebrity guests. You can go to see panels. 
there's a bunch of shit to buy, like and everything from like lightsabers that cost <laughs> way too much money. Yeah. To, like, I found like artworks. So I bought I bought a bunch of comic book art, and the artists are cool. You hear from people. My friend's having a baby soon. I found this nice little baby book with these little black characters in it from this artist that I bought. It's a lot of cool stuff, man. Like whatever you're into. If there is a con in your city, just for once, I would recommend going. Pick a day, go, see it, see what it's like. If there's anything you're into, pop culture, comic, whatever, go check it out. I think you have a good time. I need to do that sometime. I think my thing would be like going, like trying to get an action figures or some shit. Oh, there's all of them there. You know, what's funny. There's a lot of Last of Us artwork. So that's what I noticed. Being this hot and new, like the artist will like start making yeah. For it. I was going to ask you because I'm glad you brought it up and I didn't because because uh, <laughs> they're in The Last of Us Part Two they they come across the convention center. Yeah, did you play that one? Yeah, I didn't finish it, but I I know oh, what okay. happened. But I played. I know. Yeah, it looks just like Seattle. It looks just like okay. Crazy. Yeah. No. Okay. Cool. Cool. I think I sent you that TikTok where it was like you someone picking out their seat for a Beyonce concert. Mm-hmm. You, you can go to. <laughs> You can go to CenturyLink, and I was like, "Yeah, it's what it looks like." Yeah. It's insane how they how they do that, man. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, I, I would. I think that would be my thing. I was just talking to my cousin. I hadn't talked to him in a long time, and he was. We were talking about like stuff. He's like, "Man," he was saying like, "Men buy stuff because it reminds them of their childhood, like sneakers and yeah, and uh, like." toys and certain things like jerseys and all that yeah i was talking to him i was like damn it was kind of profound the way he was talking i was like yeah that, that is true i mean we yeah like those sneakers and stuff um but yeah I, i'm into the action figures like i saw that there's like this new um like i don't know if you can see him i mean i'm showing you this is my like uh it's my oh he who remains let's go uh, uh jonathan majors and this is the i've got the uh uh killmonger from oh shit killmonger oh, yeah. from yeah. uh whatchamacallit the if if what's in the what's the show what if, what if yeah. yeah amazon exclusive i i like him yeah. i mean i kind of get into these like black panther got me into these things where it's like I've talked about it on the show a bunch of times where it's like, I don't remember having that many black action figures when I was a kid. No, there wasn't a bunch. You had like a couple G.I. Joes, some wrestling figures. Yeah, like I had our dog and that's kind of it, bro. My guy that was on the toys that made us, he oh, my God, that's so bad that I can't think of his name. But we we would talk. We we're talking about he's like, yeah, I think back then it was like Sun Man, <laughs> like like yeah. the, the Sun Man action figure. It just really wasn't that there weren't that many. So yeah. every time I kind of get like, see, like I'm the next one I'm I pre-order was the um the uh uh uh, uh the the Ant Man. What's his what's his character? It's he who remains, but it's another version of him. Who was Kang? Anthony? Huh? Kang the Conqueror? Kang, like the Kang, like the yeah. actual Kang from Ant Man figure. Yeah. I pre-ordered that because I'm like, I like to have these black figures, man. These black action figures. Um, it 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 means something. Yeah. Speaking of black, there are a lot of us at these comic cons. Don't let that yeah. fool you. There's a lot of black, a lot of young black people, a lot of young black women, which mm-hmm. is all 
to see. Um, yeah. Lots of people from all types of spectrums across the all in there having a good time, enjoying whatever. Like that's to me, that's the beauty of it. That is to me what is the American dream is all these different people from different backgrounds, different ideas all come together to enjoy things. Is is beauty in that. I, I love that. Right. I was seeing uh, where they're doing BlurCon pretty soon, and they're doing um, the young brother that played uh, Sam, Yvonne, is mm-hmm. is going to be at the BlurCon in D.C. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. I think City Comic Con's in October, I think. Uh, let's see. I think it's in October every year. November. I was looking this up. What's his name? It's 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 it's, 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 it's Lamar Johnson and Kevon Woodard. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be at Blurred Con, and I think it's coming up soon. Blurred, Blurred Con, DC, uh, July seventh through 9th, I think. I hope I'm getting that right. That's what it says on the website. July seventh through 9th. But yeah, I saw where he's gonna be there. So that's that's cool. Like, I mean, he's because he's from, but he's from Bowie, Maryland. So he's oh yeah, he's right, right down the street. They, DC's right down the street, basically. But um, it's really cool to see that happen and and to see these to see like that stuff. Because I'm glad like the Last of Us uh, it's in mainstream culture now. You know what I mean? Like it's in yeah. It's weird. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's funny because like the the gaming game. <laughs> the gaming industry make like it's it makes billions of dollars, but then yeah. at the same time it's like it's now it's in now it's in the zeitgeist. Think about something that's that popular that's made that much money, and there's still large sections of the United States, right, who've never heard it. I remember one year someone asked me like, "Do you know who the highest grossing concert person was?" And I was like, I don't. This is before Bad Bunny, but like, I was like, I don't know who it is. And it was some kid singing group, something I've never heard of. It was like, yeah, and it's, not even on my radar. But you wow. see, there there are things that aren't on your radar that are yeah. just immersed in people's lives and make a ton of money that you just might not know about. And it's not Beyonce or Taylor Swift. No, yeah, it was some crazy kids, like the Wiggles or something crazy like that. They were oh, making okay. bread, just touring. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kids. Yeah, it's, it's, gotta go. Right. It's so weird. Like it's like I mean, because you think of you think about that. Like I, I myself, I feel like I, I'm just a casual gamer, even though I had a hell of a time. So I, I upgraded the memory on my PlayStation Five, and uh, right. I was watching these YouTube videos. Like, yeah, it's so it's so easy. You just open up the PlayStation, put the SSD in, and it's fucking it's great. You know. And I did it and I was trying to like get the screw out because they have they leave a screw in there so you can put it put the your SSD when you expand the memory. And for some reason, it wasn't coming out. And like I was trying to get it. So I went to Ace Hardware to try to find the screw to just say, like, okay, I don't want to strip this screw. I'll just get another one. When I went to Ace Hardware, that didn't work. Mm. And the guy the guy at the store was like, if it doesn't work, try the Microsoft store. But what he meant to say was micro center. Oh, and I was like a micro center. I don't know if you guys have that out there, but it's I don't know if it's like a regional store, but they got like um, it's basically the the a computer. It's basically. I guess the equivalent of CompuServe, maybe. If that's a national. Yeah, channel. I don't. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. Or but like so I was like, OK, so I went there and I actually 
it wasn't really the screw. So I had the, it was a screwdriver that I had. And my late great dad had some screwdrivers and, uh, and like tools that didn't work that he left here when he was, when he, when he visited me and everything, but like a long time ago, but like I had tools, but they didn't work. So I bought a screwdriver and that, that didn't work, but it was one of those, like the tiny screwdrivers when you're dealing with like motherboards and stuff like that. I'm talking about. So it finally worked. And I was like, oh, my God, like because because everybody on YouTube is like, oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> and it really is. And I'm like, am I that I can't be that fucked up that I can't make this work. So I ended up making it work. I, I expanded the memory and all that. But like it was just one of those things where it was just like I'm getting really angry about this shit. Yeah, I have, I have that issue when I'm looking at recipes on like um, Pinterest. I'm like, my food don't look like that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> just like you said yeah it yeah. look like that yeah yeah because it's like i spent all this money but i made it work i made it work so i got memory and i can play more games so now it's like i made this investment and in more memory so now i gotta mm-hmm. i gotta lock in and, and try to finish mm-hmm. some of these i need to finish god of war ragnarok is what i need yeah, to do for sure gaming is fun man it's um yeah my ps5 because we're you know beginning of that pandemic man i'm so glad i did yeah because uh, it it was it was fun. Um, I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. I want to get your thought, and then we'll get into a movie review. Um, I want your thoughts on the Oscars. Now, personally, I recorded it, but I didn't I didn't really watch. I watched um, Jimmy Kimmel's monologue. Okay. I watched like the acceptance speeches of some of the acting awards, but I just kind of got to that point, and I was talking to Brandon Collins about it and Justin Brown we've kind of felt like collectively after I know Brandon felt this way. Like after Chadwick got slighted, it was kind of like, I'm kind of off this right now. Mm-hmm. And I still going to follow the awards and try to watch as many of the movies as I can in the year. But like, I kind of don't care. I watched the finale, the last of us finale. And I was just ch- kind of checking Twitter as I was writing my notes for my, the recap show. Um, what were your thoughts on the Oscars? Like the, the way the awards, the way it ended, the way, the way awards were, were given out. How do you feel? Well, for me, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in our Seattle film critics association. So we're on this stuff early. So we're following all the awards. We're cause we, we have to vote. So we're watching everything. We're taking notes. I mean, if you're doing this correctly, you should be. Yeah and taking notes throughout the year, especially during a war season. We right. see places, you know, before you get to like the big ones that are like back to back, right? The, the yeah. back is, you know, the, the Golden Globes and the Oscars. We vote way before then. So a lot of stuff is on our radar. You see how people are voting, what they're saying. You're reading all the chatter. So none of this is really a surprise for me. Like, yeah. I wasn't surprised by any of the wins. I mean, the people who I hoped would have won. Mm-hmm. Surprised and like, what? I wasn't like taking away. So I'm usually watching for a few reasons. One, all the red carpet stuff. Yeah. And remember, uh, my friend Leah, we <laughs> I'm we're always sending back and forth people's red carpet looks and <laughs> commenting on what we liked, what we didn't like. Now, this goes back to my mother, who was really into fashion. She had fashion right. at the house when I was a kid, something I just got into appreciating. Uh so then there's that. Then I love the speeches. Give me, make me cry. Make me think about life. Give me, right. fun, do something funny. The monologue, 
I'll watch it if it's funny, but you know, I'm not like, oh my god, I hope he nails it. Like if it's in Kimmel, like I felt like Kimmel did his thing. Like he was like, yo, y'all didn't do nothing. Yeah, the slap happened. Yeah, and I was like, okay, okay, Jimmy. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, who's writing it? Who's hosting it? Right. Yeah, it's mostly the the discourse around it that I find interesting. Mm. You know, people because there's levels to it. Right, you get people who are hardcore critics who who vote and they watch. Yeah, in their areas, and you got people who are just hardcore movie fans who have their opinions, and you have people who are just like my sister who sees like ten movies a year, but it has someone who she really thinks like, why didn't Top Gun win? Like that's the <laughs> question. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was a really great movie. Why didn't it win? Like, so it's those, and they're all in the same space arguing about who won. Yeah, it's fun for me to watch. But um, award shows are interesting. It's like every award, MVP, like MVP in, in sports. Granted, right. we care about it in these small windows and we're passionate about it. And then we move on to the next year. Right yeah. now, we're talking about who's going to be up for whatever or what got buzzed at Sundance. Mm-hmm. It, it, it feels like kind of like the end of the film cycle once we get to the Oscars. Yeah, so definitely. We saw everything, we got everything, got on my screen, saw all the documentaries. Cool. Yeah. And we set and start again for the next year. Um, yeah. But it's, it's fun. I do enjoy war shows. I do enjoy the Oscars. I'm never like, I'm not going to watch. Yeah. These people don't really care. I know the things that I care about deeply probably aren't going to win. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. Like, I felt like Angela Bassett should have won. Or if you're going to give the award to somebody other than Angela Bassett, for best supporting actor, you yes. give it to Stephanie Sue or whatever. However, you know, it's like, I thought she was incredible. Yeah, it's like, okay, so, and and I was impressed, like, I was impressed at how much, so I, I saw that, I saw everything everywhere all at once, like, in April. I remember being in Utica, New York, seeing it uh, out there, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is like a, a, a an art house A24 movie playing in the middle of, like, Utica's a major city in New York, but it's like, it's playing in upstate New York. I went to see. I was like, "Oh, this is good. I like this movie," and to have it run wire to wire, yeah, April, March. I uh, I remember. It still listening. had legs. I didn't think. You're, yeah, happen. like your your what's what's our, your boy that you know that I like? What's his name? David David Chen. David Chen. Yeah, yeah. I remember listening to him talk. He was talking about it, and he was saying like it came out in March, and I was like, from March to March, like yo, I was like, okay, like yeah, that's dope. Dad. And now you can't say that A24 is this tiny little, th- little. Nah, that haven't been that good. minute. <laughs> Especially after Moonlight. Yeah, you're yeah, absolutely right. Like after a minute, they like, haven't been that for a minute. So it's like, I'm checking for everything that they do now. Like past lives I'm excited about. That's yeah. not coming out till June. But the one, the, the uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus movie, like you hurt my feelings. Like yeah. I'm checking for all these movies that they do. And everyone might not be for me, but like it's kind of like being a little bit of a a label whore for A24. But Man, I'm not I'm not even yeah, I am I'm not even for, for for me, they were like what like as a young person that like used to really be into these movies, it was like Paramount Pictures Classics, um New, nah, I'm trying to think of who else. Like, I'm trying to think of. It, like, it reminds me of the of the early days of hip hop, right? Where yeah, if Def Jam was putting something out, you're gonna try to check for it, right? Right. If they were the artist, right? Like, 
oh, they, that was Def Jam artist? You, let, let me at least give it a listen and see. Yeah. So, like, Sony Pictures Classics, yeah. Paramount, Paramount Pictures, whatever how, whatever Paramount's was, I just said. And then, like, um, like Anna Caperna, whatever that one was. Anna Perna, uh, Perna, but that, yeah. that was a little later. But, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, so it was Paramount Fox, Pictures Classics. Fox Searchlight? Fox Searchlight, yeah, because they put out they put out the Ice Storm, and that was one of the first movies where it's like, oh, I'm in love with Katie Holmes. I love Dawson's Creek. <laughs> so I'm gonna. So I watched the I watched the Ice Storm in 1997, and I'm yeah. like, okay, a lot of this Fox Searchlight stuff are the are what I'm into. Right. So A24 is is putting out these stories there where it's like. These interesting pieces. There's, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm into this stuff. Um, so for that to go wire, wire to wire, it was like amazing. Yeah. And like you said, talking about like these emotional speeches, Ki Hui Kwan, it was, yeah. ama- it was a beautiful acceptance beautiful speech that he had. He had to win that shit. If he didn't win, that would have been. I would have rioted. Like, come on, for real. But I was, you know, you know, this one thing that I just thought about. I was driving back, uh, from from Maryland to Jersey yesterday. And I was thinking, I was like, man, like, yo, it, the, the nerd in me, the, the indie movie stuck up, like guy was like, okay. Um, it's neat to see Andrea Riseborough get nominated for two Leslie. Yeah. I was like, okay, fuck. Yeah. Like get it, sneaking somebody in there that put in a good performance. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, "Oh, what about God's Country? What about Tan Tandiwe Newton in God's you, you, Country?" You told me about that movie. I you was pushing that movie that. since like what, like fall of last year, and I was like, "What about her?" But nobody, nobody said. Nobody anything. saw it. Nobody, nobody saw it. it, and it was like such a great film, such a great performance by her. And I was like, "Well, what about that?" So it's just like if you get these people to push this movie. It's like you see all these people putting themselves like Kate Winslet, uh, Ed yeah. Burnt, Ed, what's what's uh, uh, um, Edward Norton, Edward Norton pushing the movie. And it's like, can we get more people like really trying to push Tandy way in God's country? No. Like, I didn't see no black people doing that. No, she was great in that. She was, it was so good, man. Uh, I, bought, I bought it. I bought it on iTunes. Watch it. It is, it is solid. It's a great story. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's great ending. Yeah, I, I loved it. I was like, ooh. Loved it. Like, and that, that, that great speech in there, the great monologue, when they're talking about why they became police officers. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, wow, that encapsulates so many issues with our country. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good, man. Brief, it, like, interaction. So I was just like, okay, why aren't people pushing that one? But I was yeah. still kind of glad it snuck in there, but it's like, you know, I, I I thought that okay, uh Michelle Yo gets it. She was great. And if if Kate Blanchett won, I would have been like, Well, you know, the same yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I told you that the whole time I would have been like, Yeah. <laughs> I felt the same I felt the same way about like Chadwick when it was just kind of like okay, when Anthony Hopkins won, I was like, Yeah. I was like, oh, the father was really good. He was good really in good in that. But yeah. I kind of would have liked to see Chadwick win because Anthony Hopkins had won already. Yeah. And, and Kate won already. So it's like, you can't feel too bad. 
Oh. For Michelle to win, it was like, okay. And I do need to watch it again to really like take it in some more. But I, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't mad at that, but like Stephanie had more to do than Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis. I loved her intro. I loved all of it. But I will say this throughout all the stuff we've talked about, my my hope every year around Oscar seasons is that um I don't know, I think film is such a great medium for storytelling to open up conversations, to cross bridges you've never crossed, to right. never thought you'd have. And my hope is that people, whether it's an animated film, an animated short, a documentary, a feature film, that you're watching something you've never seen, and maybe something clicks for you. Yeah. Makes you call your mom. Maybe it makes yes. you connect with a best friend. Mm-hmm. Makes you reevaluate some things you're doing. Like, that is my hope when people are, are taking in all this content, that there's something that touches them, that can move them, that can encourage them, that can inspire them. Oftentimes, you hear people say that this film saved my life or this music saved my life. I hope that people are still having those moments, despite all of the fanfare we have around these films, that I hope that these things are still true and there's still movies and films are still blessing people and encouraging them in positive ways. That's always yeah. been my hope. That's And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think like me, when I went to see Moonlight at this screening, um, it was for, I think it was a, a gay men's magazine and they were putting it on. I think I randomly fell upon it. Maybe you tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, it was yeah. just like, I'm in the theater with all these gay, gay guys. And I think, th- I think I said to one of them, I was like, this is kind of like my Star Wars. Cause I was, cause it was like, I love medicine for melancholy so much that it was such a, the, the way that Barry Jenkins put out, like these are black people in in contemporary America being complicated, flawed and trying to like figure stuff out and trying to like, Oh, let's see if we can have a relationship. Let's see that this can be a meditation on um, gentrification in San Francisco uh, all these all these different issues about society and let's kind of try to like have a bit of a romantic uh comedy or whatever it is you know whatever it is in that and then to see okay this is his second feature that's like this this bold uh thing about like homosexuality and we i think probably one of our greatest conversations was about that uh movie yeah well the way that we broke we broke that movie down it's I don't think I've seen that movie. I may have seen it twice. It's not it's not an easy watch. No. It's heavy. It, it reminded me of my man um it reminded me of that movie uh George Washington. Um I didn't know that I was going to talk about this but uh what's what's the jo- David Gordon Green? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I don't know if that's his first movie. Uh, but it came out 23. God, now you know I'm old. We're, we're old. <laughs> 2000. I gotta get, I gotta get this movie on, um, uh, cri- the criterion version of this because I remember, yeah, that it, rem- it kind of reminded me of that, like, especially like the flashbacks when, yeah. when, when, uh, the, the character was like really young mm-hmm. and it was just really, really, yeah. So, so that, I'm rambling a lot. No, 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 you're good. But um, yeah, that that kind of just was like, yeah, like I I I love A24. 
I love these movies. I want to see these stories yeah. that just make me feel something. Feel something. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. People, yeah. we want to feel something. We, I think oftentimes we feel do- so disconnected because we can have full conversations with people and never really interact with them. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's not feeling things. anything. Like feeling something, that's how you know you're alive. Like, and maybe this is just part of me working through grief is yeah. one of the things that I, one of the, one of the, sort of the epiphanies I had when I was in Barcelona was trying to do less harm. Mm-hmm. Than what it looks like just harm reduction. Like I was, yeah. I was in such peace. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why I even take in negative shit. Like what? Yeah. what? Like, yeah. let, let me, let me be more conscious about stopping. I'm, I know it's not going to be perfect. I know, but let me, let me try to make an effort to do this thing. And let me try to find peace and let me try to be in this space, not like in some fake like bliss, but like, let me work towards it. Yeah. Let me try to, to, to do something that way. And I think what I've learned through this process is like. The, the world is it is going to be harsh. It's going to do bad things. But that doesn't mean you can't feel things and sometimes mm-hmm. it be bad. Yeah. And we both know this. It, and I, I learned this reading about, I'm looking at the book right now, reading about grief. Losing my father hurt a lot because I cared a lot about him. Right. So the two can't, like, it hurts because I cared. If I never cared, it wouldn't hurt that much. If I didn't love him deeply, I wouldn't hurt deeply. Yeah. So I'm going to have to, it's like you, you're constantly walking around like an exposed nerve all the time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Stepped on. Oh, my God. You, you hope you don't get poked. But... You might, but then you might get hugged, man. You might be loved for real. You might yeah, who brings you in like for real, for real, and, and lets you feel something. And oftentimes, film allows us to break those barriers and we can cry and we can have our emotions. And it doesn't have to yeah. be people judging you. I cried four times watching Avengers Endgame. I cried yeah. twice watching my friend's daughter still makes fun of me. I cried twice watching Inside Out. I knew Bing Bong was going to die. I saw it already. Yeah, that was fucked up when Bing Bong died. And I cried again, and she said, Uncle Tim, what's wrong with you? And I was like, just, it is what it is. But it is what it is. And I hope these emotions continue, man. And that's that's kind of when we're going to talk about a good person. That yeah. is what about the film. Yeah, dude, like that, it's to your point of like stories meaning something and stories kind of like making you have empathy for people that are different from you. But then you yeah. realize after you experience that story on in celluloid that you're just like, Oh, like I, I I remember one time like having this like it's a Kobe Bryant. It's a picture of Kobe when he's like, I don't know if he's like, I don't know if he was playing back then at the time, but he was in street clothes and he was like looking like hearing yeah. over people. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that. I And I've tried to make the meme out of it where it was like, oh, when you see crazy rich Asians and you you love the movie and you see another asian person you're trying to connect with them yeah <laughs> it's like the shit that white people do when they try to be when we make fun of them for trying to be down yeah but then you get that feeling about them too like that that love about that those people whether it be a movie like moonlight whether it be crazy rich asians or some like uh marginalized community and you you want to show that love for them that you experienced because that that story, as you talked about, made you feel something you feel and have this empathy towards people. And you want to that's every time I see that picture of Kobe, 
it's like I'm like, yeah, that makes me like, oh, I want to co- I want to connect with you. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is, we are all connected, right? The thing yeah. is, my dad used to always say, "There's more things that bring us together than tear us apart." He right. Said right. He believed it in his. He saw it through music. Mm-hmm. He would always say, "Yo, you go to a concert, you're gonna see everybody." In that. Like that was always he played music. He played music since he was a kid. Right. So that was the meaning for me. It, it's film. Like you can go to a, a, a film and see different kind of people. They're experiencing the same thing, right? Well, having a different experience with this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like depending on how where it hits you. Like there's some films that hit you different years later because you've grown, and you've experienced life, and this may mean something different to you now. Yeah. Like seeing someone sacrifice themselves might mean something different than it did when you were 10 or you were 15. Um, but there's there's beauty in that. There's beauty in seeing how you've grown, right? The film hasn't changed. It's the same film, but you, right. and now your lens is different. Like there's beauty in that. And I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And you also, I also feel that way with music. Yeah. And since you said that, I think this is a great segue to get into our movie review of a good person, which was uh, written and directed by Zach Braff, starring, Flo- starring Florence Pugh. And Morgan Freeman and Molly Shannon. I'll read the I'll read the blurb from Letterboxd. Um, let's get into it. This is the tagline. Sometimes we find hope where we least expect it. Allison's life falls apart following her involvement in a fatal accident. The unlikely relationship she forms with her would-be father-in-law helps her live a life worth living. Tim, give me your overall thoughts on this movie. So, okay, I have two thoughts. The overall thought is it was it was a tough watch in a good way. Yeah. yeah. It's heavy. It's it's grief. It's it's, you know, anyone who's talked to me for a while knows like that's been, you know, a part of my life a lot recently. It's addiction, which, you know, my sister constantly battling and, you know, the loss of my parents sort of boomeranged her around a bunch. Mm-hmm. I sent her the trailer and she couldn't finish it. Wow. She said, I couldn't finish the trailer. It was too much. Couldn't watch the trailer. You know what I mean? Shit. So okay. my second mind is I talked to Zach Braff about this movie. Yes. And he talked about losing people and that being what came out of him. Like he lost mm-hmm. his, his dad somebody else his best friend was living in his guest house died like and this is what came out of him and when we weren't recording we were talking i was kind of telling sharing him sort of what happened to me through the pandemic he was like yeah this is kind of he was laughing like for you and i was like i know right we're joking there's something personal about this story um and i mean we'll get to it but there's this great scene where Allison comes home and she's out trying to score some drugs. And she's like, she looks like she's ready to like get help. And then her mom comes in and she's found some pills for her. I was Yo, man. I was like, I almost threw my hand in there. But like, but that is 100% a real thing. Right. That is a real, and the point that Zach Braff made to me was like, as a mother, She'd rather the devil she knew, which is her daughter being addicted and not getting off the couch. Mm-hmm. What she did know, which was like, I don't know where my daughter is. I can't find her all day. 
that was giving her a panic. So she much rather her, at least I know what's going on with you. Yeah. Which I thought was like, like a, huh, wow. But it, it, the ways in which we often enable people, even when we mean well. Mm-hmm. You've ever dealt with somebody who's got a drug addiction or a gamble yeah. or whatever, like, yeah, you have those moments. Yeah, man, I I really felt this man, and it and it kind of made me mad at like some of my favorite film critics where they were like, and then you see people that like, oh, it's a lifetime movie with just better actors with really great actors. But I was like, if you haven't experienced loss, it's like you and I and I and I felt like this with like movies where you know you see a parent die and you're like. Oh, I understand that. I understand what that might be like. I can understand that person's sad. But then, like, you really, it's like I'm crying at the end of the movie when they're the main characters reading a letter from a person that died. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, I'm that guy now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm that guy. And it's like, I've, I've been a fan of Zach Braff for the longest time since Scrubs. Yeah. And then when he did Garden State, I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, I really like this. This dude that I like who's made some money getting booking this great role on Scrubs, doing his thing, and he decides to go on his own and make this movie, Garden State. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm rocking with this. And then years later, almost like 20 years later, for people to have this revisionist history about it. I talked about it like a long time ago, like maybe yeah, I remember 20, 2015. It's like, okay, what the fuck? So yes. just because a guy who has good taste in music decides to make a movie and it's good music that he's that he's placing in these certain moments, like, oh, now it's not good. It's not good because he has taste in music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's weird to have this revisionist history on it. And I don't think he's the first guy to to like do a film where it's like, oh, a person comes back home to deal with his emotional issues, to deal with issues in the, in his past, and try to try to rise above it, or to try to like um, yeah. put certain things to rest. Right. It's not the first Garden State's not the first film to do that, but for my generation, it was it was kind of new to me in a lot of ways, and that that film means a lot to me. But it's like. What the fuck? And then yeah. the way that he came back at it, I don't know if you guys talked about it when you talked to him, but I liked his response to it. It's like, well, these are things that happened to me, and I felt this kind of way about it. Yeah. So I yeah. wrote this movie. And... Yeah, this is what he was telling me. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So what, what was he saying? Like, did you guys talk about, about Garden State at all? No, 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 no. He was talking about sort of his writing process. Like, this is... okay. He's writing from stuff that he experienced. Like, the best stuff that he writes is stuff that he's kind of gone through. and yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's you know, because I asked him, you know, did he always intend to write and direct? He was like, that's the, I've directed things that like he said, he's directed things that he hasn't written. But like the best is like something you've written that means something and be able to direct that is like the best feeling. Yeah, I really I really I really love this movie. I enjoyed it a lot. I was, I, I, yeah, it's it's not. And like you said, like, it's not the easiest watch. No. And it's kind of like. It's almost like the ultimate white savior meets magical Negro <laughs> amalgamation. It when is. you think about it, if I was just to be that dude that was like, oh, this is just this to me, for me to be the cynical 
a cynical comedian about it, but it was like, no, it it really, it really yeah. worked. It's you like know, what hap- what happens when when like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X meet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, right. Doctor Xavier and like yeah. what Professor with like uh, a Magneto. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But what what I did appreciate is there isn't a lot of um like when when there's the accident at the beginning. So we, yeah. we don't we don't learn how Allison and her fiance meet. We we meet them on they're having an engagement party. Yeah. Then she's looking at dresses, there's an accident. We realize that two people in the car passed. And then it's a year later. Right. So we don't see any of that stuff. We just see her addicted on these pills on her mom's mm-hmm. trying to get more pills from her mom, and her mom's telling her. No doctor will prescribe you anymore. So you realize that she's in a bad space. Yeah. And then even with you hear about Morgan Freeman's relationship with his son, but it's not until he gives that very sad monologue. Yeah. Happen. So it's right. a movie that does those type of things. And that is not a movie for everyone. Some people don't yeah. like, I'm fine with it. Like, don't spell everything out for me. Like, let me put two and two together. Right. But, like, um, what's the daughter's Alex, that her name? The daughter? Uh, the what you the Riley the Riley yeah the, yeah the, the, Riley say Alex Riley Ryan Ryan what is uh I think it's yeah. Ryan who's Ryan I'm thinking of the la- the Last of Us it's Ryan <laughs> yeah like wait, Riley no Ryan so when they talk about Ryan's issues in school and her being sexually active we don't really see a lot of that but what yeah. we do see is her doing what heroes think they're going to do. Like, she's going to come in here and save the day. Mm-hmm. She's going to do something. She has an aha moment, and she thinks what she's doing is fixing everything. But she's right. making things worse. Like, to, that's, to me, very smart, very smart writing. Yeah. Interesting character. We don't, the truth is, we don't need to see any of that kind of stuff. Right. We don't need to see what Ryan's up to. Like, we need to see her in this context of these relationships she's with, but we don't know. Even when she, when they're having coffee, she just starts talking about her brother. That's something a year old would do. Yeah. I, you know, I, I felt like, okay, it's like this movie's two hours and five minutes. And I was like, I, I love the, I love the fact that this is a film that took its time. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like, oh, is it gonna, okay, that, that's good. I like the fact that this, this moment is happening and there's growth oh shit there's a regression then there's growth yeah. there's a regression and it's like oh, like, oh she's this- at rock bottom you're like oh no she hasn't oh. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, and it's like it's like oh shit and you kind of go on this roller coaster with these characters and it's like i mean it's it's really i i like the pacing of it i really did like the pacing yeah. of it i think the acting acting was great my guys on um the fish fish jelly. They have my the the two um, gay gentlemen that I yeah, love. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch the review of this. But I, I, I watched their review. They gave it like two and a half. I was like, mm. they were they were hard on it, and I and I kind of saw some of the stuff that they were saying. It's not that the, it wasn't valid, but it was like I'm invested in this, and if I'm invested in this, then some of that other stuff kind of just goes out of the window. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like where it's just kind of like. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see your point. Maybe Morgan Freeman is too old to be doing this character, but at the same time, it's like it's it's Morgan Freeman turning a good performance. And one thing they did say that I appreciated, they were like Zach Braff wrote this 
for actors to really do their thing. I'm I'm yeah. paraphrasing it, but it like no, he yeah. wrote it for them to eat. And he yeah. wrote this for Francis for for Florence Pugh to eat. He wrote it for Morgan Freeman to eat. And it was like, okay, I'm rocking with this. And because of that, all this, all that other stuff that I don't I don't really care about anymore. It, it's funny you said that. I hadn't thought about that because every character in here has a scene. Nathan's mm-hmm. got a scene. The mom, you know, Molly Shannon as her mom. Yeah. Everyone has a scene where they get to sort of eat some scenery and like show what they can do. Would you would you think about that bar scene when she's she gets that oh, tequila? That was some shit, right? That was oh, wow. Because there's a turn that the main character makes. He's mm-hmm. just at first, he kind of leans into it and it's like, say it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, anyone are outside. And I like how he described pills as like heroin in a pretty dress. Yeah. He, but they're outside and he's like, Yeah, it's basically the same thing. These guys aren't going anywhere and they don't care. And but it's yeah, and it's fascinating to me that like this is South Orange, New Jersey. Right. I think I've done show I've done shows in South Orange. Mm-hmm. New Jersey, New Jersey gets a bad rap. But New yeah. Jersey is in a lot of ways like anywhere USA when I think of some of the films where like a Todd Solons that did Happiness where he he puts New Jersey on the map and everything like that. Yeah. Um I I feel like you know, like most people just think Jersey's a shithole, but it's actually a beautiful state. It's actually yeah. a beautiful place. It's not just like uh I don't, not to even shit on Secaucus, but it, it's not just the stuff you smell when you're on the turnpike and you pass through Sea Caucus. It's it's beautiful. It's not the garden state for for nothing. You know what I mean? For no reason, it's not yeah. the garden state. And it's like it's a and doing comedy around New Jersey, like it's a beautiful state. And then, you, and then you just think like, oh, it's a shithole to get out of South Orange. It's like, no, you're you're just like an asshole. You just didn't want to progress. And he because, but then for some people, you think like what that that uh, Alex Wolf character was mm-hmm. just kind of like, yeah, it's like this like like a force field over yeah. you, and you can't get out. But I think yeah, that's yeah. just like a metaphor for anywhere. Any anywhere USA has people like that who just yeah no. Right. Um, and it seems more pronounced if you're in a place that may not be you know, economically doing great, right? If the jobs, yeah. are, if you're someplace like Detroit, Flint, um, some of these cities have kind of been left behind, these, these big industrial towns that were once giants, there's people who just never got out of there. Right, right. Like my dad's from Jacksonville. My sister lives there now. There's people mm-hmm. who don't get out of Jacksonville. Right. It's just kind of nothing city that they just can't really seem to escape. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think about like just being home every time I go home to Maryland. In a lot of ways, I always talk about it on the podcast where it's just like Maryland in a lot of ways is anywhere USA. And it's not yeah. it was never a place where I was like, I got to fucking get out of here. Yeah. Because if I'd have stayed like if I didn't have aspirations to do the things that I'm doing, it's it's like I'd have been fine, you know, yeah. with like just, you know, being a trying to elevate or do whatever I'd have, I'd have been fine it wouldn't have been a place where I would try to leave and a lot of people that I went to school with did not leave at all at all yeah. and they're doing okay you know what I mean so, so it's just it's about a, the film is that there's a lot of humor in it yeah yeah it's funny like it, it goes out of its way to be funny to sort of alleviate some of the, <laughs> some of the yeah 
subject matter. It, it is fun. They definitely found those. Zach Braff and the cast definitely found a good. Even in that bar scene, I thought yeah. there was funny stuff. The scene where um, uh, Allison is is hanging out with Daniel, the Morgan Freeman character. They're hanging out, and then and then Ryan comes home, and it's like, ooh, ooh awkward. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, let's have dinner. Let's make yeah. it even more, even more awkward. Let's like make it even more. Like I remember laughing at that. There was a moment that I don't really remember that there was one person. It may have been maybe 20 of us at a 10 o'clock screening, um, uh, 10 a.m. screening, 10, 15 a.m. screaming, screening where one dude like laughed a lot. There was only one dude laughing, but I understood why he was laughing. Um, yeah. yeah, there were a lot of moments like that where the levity uh, was good. I, I just really, I really enjoyed. I don't know that this is a. It, yeah, like you said, I don't think that this is an easy watch, but it it's a good one. It's a good one, and it, and it, it'll hopefully spark some conversations. Like, yeah, there 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 are themes uh, that this movie tackles that we've all either dealt with or are going to be dealing with at some yeah. point. Right, and this yeah. is a great entry for a conversation about with someone who's in it around it near it if you've been through it this is a great film that sort of maybe open up some of those conversations and get people talking this is stuff that we especially as men we don't talk about this kind of stuff and it i kind of feel like i'm good like yeah you're not kind of feel and i i've wanted to say this on stage and i'm i'm i think i'm working on it where it's like like straight black men can't really we're getting we're getting there where it's 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 become difficult for us to talk about our feelings yeah because we're 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 weak they think we're weak if we talk about how we feel and i always thinking about think about that um that donald glover interview magazine piece where he interviewed himself and he was talking about his dad who had who had passed and he said something like i'm paraphrasing it but he said something to the point of to the fact of like his dad loved him in a revolutionary way. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of a thing where it's like, um, I don't know. It's just like, a, and I think my dad did that too, where I, yeah. kinda, I related to that where it's like, yeah, we can have these conversations. You can be vulnerable. You can talk about apprehension, even though my parents are from that, I guess maybe the baby, the boomers that we were, they were baby boomers where it was like, well, why would you, why should, cause I remember both my parents telling me, you shouldn't feel that way. You're, you're yeah. my son, you're Chris, yeah. you know, I, you should, you should not feel apprehension about something that the thing that you're saying you have anxiety about, Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, Oh, I'm nervous about this big show that I have coming up or I'm, feeling this kind of way about this audition. Like, why would you feel that you're good? You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's just kind of a thing where, um, I'm trying to talk about in my standup, like where, you know, just, just that, that vulnerability that, you know, I think one of the greats, like Richard Pryor, like one of the yeah. greatest of all time, where there was a, there was, a. 
there was a, a thing. What's what's this thing? This uh, Richard. Pry- There's a, a biography that someone, a recent biography about Richard Pryor, where they said like he would kind of he would do this thing where he would, like unzip his brain mm-hmm. and put it all out there, mm-hmm. and that's like like it was just like this where he put it all out there and he was a master at it. And mm-hmm. if somebody like me, who's I think I'm a very good comedian, but it's like for me to get a quarter of that out, like that would be a big, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like that, that black masculinity is like, yeah, I still like women, but yeah, I'm going to be, be vulnerable. And it's just like how women love R and B singers where they put themselves out there. Like they love <laughs> Al Green. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. that putting myself out there being an, an, an open wound. Yeah. You know, but yeah, man, I, I really, I was expecting to just like, I'm a fan of Zach Braff because coming into this, I'm like, I'm a fan of Zach Braff. So he's doing this thing with Florence Pugh, who I really love, who elevates all of the material she's attached to. But I wasn't expecting to cry at a moment towards the end of the film where it's like, oh shit, I'm all this, all this, this, this movie magic is yeah. working me it's working yeah at, at like 11 30 in the morning <laughs> yeah they get you at the end yeah man i was like yo this is this is really it's really something and what is what does this say to you like so i i give this five stars on letterbox i gave it five stars on letterbox just now um and when i when i introed you i was talking about how you know, the internet can be this negative place and everybody's feels a certain kind of way. And we we're above it all in a lot of ways. And people say these things like, is it hard to make a movie like this where you, where you, I don't know. Like, is it, I, I'm trying what, to, if I'm a studio, what am I selling? Am I, yeah. am I stars? Am I selling Florence Pugh? Am I selling trauma? Like that's a hard thing to sell, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing fun happening in this movie. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. Like, happening you're watching this woman sort of crash out and even when she sort of turns things around there isn't like a aha moment at the end where she finally attains this thing right she's kind of puts her life back together and we don't know what happens to her right we don't she might relapse i don't know yeah we, we don't know but like you're happy that she seems to be okay maybe maybe it's like the cynicism that we kind of even though even the guys like us, I think, try to be positive and whatnot. It's almost like because I, I read, you know, I think maybe I saw something where they said this is a, like I just I mentioned a few minutes ago where it's like a Hallmark movie with better actors or yeah. it's like, nah, like you just kind of no. pigeonhole this thing into that. But I thought it was I thought and then it just kind of minim it kind of minimizes your feelings. It's like, I thought it was good. I thought it was really <laughs> good. I think if people see it, when they see it, I think they're going to like it. Yeah. More people are going to enjoy it than not. Right. Because you kind of root for this person, and this person is flawed. And I, I think I think it's, I think that's a, 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 that's a good thing, because I, I think it, it makes it more interesting right. when the main characters are flawed and they have issues that they're dealing with. And you yeah. see them, them, them stumble. It's like, yeah. fuck, no, 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 no. no yeah, there's exactly. a bath. There's a bathroom scene. He's just like, oh shit, oh shit. Oh yeah, 
And it's like, ah, you're like, ah, that's gonna happen. Scroll. You're like, please don't do that. Yeah, it's like, don't do that. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> and you're you're really rooting for these people, this these this character that Florence Pugh, man. Okay, so I kind of feel, you know, we talked about everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. I I feel like right now it's very early. Okay. But you could also you could say you could say Florence Pugh kind of puts herself at like could this could there be Oscar talk for this? Could you yeah. see could you see her as a best actress? Could you see Morgan Freeman? How do you categorize Morgan Freeman? Do you say like best supporting actor, best best actor? Yeah, supporting. You'll probably get supporting. Supporting. Cause if they we don't know what's gonna happen. I think a film like um What's my? Uh, there's another group of guys, a couple guys that I follow on YouTube, mm-hmm. the Oscar, Oscar guy, Oscar Bros. Let me let me look them up to really get the light. I don't think they're Os- I don't think they're Oscar Bros, but they're um... Oscar Bros. Sounds so toxic. <laughs> no, no, no. They're 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 dudes. Uh, let me see. They they are white men, young white men. Uh, but I've got I got to scroll through all this SSD stuff nonsense that I've been doing. The Oscar es- expert, and there's okay. these, there's these two twins, and they're talking about they're they're doing their early 2024 Oscar predictions, mm. and they're talking about this film that I'm excited to see. They've seen it already, called Past Lives. Yeah, and they were saying like that's like an early eight. That's it's an A24 film that's coming out in June. Um, that I'm I'm really excited about because I saw the trailer. Let me since I mentioned it, let me just let me just wax a little poetic on it. And then and then we'll we'll talk about what they said about it. It's a film. Uh oh crap. Where okay, come on. Why are you doing this to me? You know I'm trying to you know I'm doing a podcast. There it is. Uh I'll read the Google blurb. It says Nora and Hey Sung, two deeply connected childhood friends get separated after her family emigrates from South Korea. Two decades later, they reunite in New York City for one fateful week as they confront notions of destiny, love, and life choices. Oh, that's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, that's I would fucking love this. So they're <laughs> so, so Greta Lee is plays Nora. this woman, uh, Nora, who they stay they went to new york city they went to the she's like americanized she's married to a white man mm-hmm. and then her one of her lost loves from back in the back in the day comes and then all of her her shit just gets fucked up and she's like yo like this dude this is a guy that if i was not separated from him i'd probably be with this guy but now i'm married and what does my life look like with that guy coming back, you know, based that's basically what the what the film is, mm. and it's one of the first trailers I've seen, and I'm like, oh shit, I can't wait, yeah. and it just happens to be an A24 flick, yeah. So I'm they're at it again. They're you know, A24 yeah. is back on their excellence. So it's just like, okay, and they were saying like, okay, we got, I don't they, these the Ox, Oscar experts were saying like, okay, we think. This is going to be like a best screenplay type thing. You know, they're already talking about 2024. Ugh. But if we were to do that with this film, this is we've seen this movie. 
I say this is one of the best films I've seen of this year. Yeah. Um, if you're if we're gonna talk about like this time spring of 2023, it right now as it stands, it's one of the best. It's the it's the best film I've seen this year so far. Um, could we see like could we picture Florence Pugh? You know, before this onslaught. But there's, there's a lot of time left. I there's could, a lot. There's so much time left. We don't know what's going to happen. A lot of time. Yeah. Whatever. She'll be in the conversation for some of these awards, award circuits. Um, I'm sure her name will be bouncing around and people will be uh, revisiting this performance in this yeah. for, you know, in about six months. But then being like with with cynicism, like permeating through everything, it's like, can you do a movie like this? Can you do a movie like this? like a good person without being like oh it's just fucking it's just fucking like saccharine it's just like fuck yeah. that and i don't know man like i'm i'm just kind of i really liked it it made me feel something yeah i don't I mean, know man but there's so many other factors into why people don't like it or what they say that has nothing to do with the film itself yeah be timing time of year you know what people are watching, what's on the big screen and the small screen. So, right. Cause like, I know everybody's going to see John wick this weekend. This is the movie. And and I'm going to see John wick. I see everything, but this, this, a good person was more attractive to me. That's always been the, been the film, been the type of thing that would be more attractive to me than a John wick, even though, you know, I'm going to see John wick. Yeah, which yeah, everybody's saying like is great. Yeah, you're gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I it's just like I I have a more of a predilection to go see yeah. a good person than this, right? And like Francis Pugh's just like really like I think since she's kind of come on online for me with like um uh what's what's the Midsommar, yeah, and then like. Don't worry, darling, which kind of had all this controversy attached to it. But it's like, oh, that's still a really great performance. And yeah, and it's like Olivia Wilde can still direct. But like, yeah, there was drama going on. But like, technically, this movie still works. Maybe Act 3 had some issues like I've like I've gone on record and said, but it's still like, oh, I was entertained. That was a great performance. Um, I'm I'm fine with it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. we'll have to we'll have to mark this on our calendars, and in award season, we'll have to come back around and see if this is still this yeah. is still because right. it's because it's very early. Yeah. And how how did you feel about twenty twenty two as a whole for for movies when it when you think of a film like Everything Everywhere All at Once just kind of going wire to wire like just killing it for so long. It's always a good year for me. There's always good film to see. There's always small. Yeah. There's always big budget films. There's always stuff that's straight to Netflix or or Peacock or Hulu that's really good. Like I really enjoyed Hellraiser. I really yeah. enjoyed um uh what's the 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 uh, Predator one they did Prey. Like, that was great. Yeah, that was really. But like good. you know, what I'm saying every year there's something. So I'm appreciative for the things that don't make in these war shows that did mm-hmm. aren't on Like I love Puss in Boots. Like the stuff that's come out that I've thoroughly enjoyed and I've loved every second of uh, that may not be on people's radar. Yeah. The beauty of it is we have access to all this stuff. Like I watch horror movies on Shutter all the time. 
There's some yeah. good on there. Like, How is Shutter? How Shutter, do you, you like? like you like horror movie Shutters? It's worth the price. Yeah, like five dollars a month or something. So let let's 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 put a cap on. We both liked a good person. Yes. So we, I, I really liked it. I gave it five stars on Letterboxd. I think it's, I think it's worth seeing. It's one of those what I would call a a grown up movie. Yeah, it's very uh, very grown up, grown movie, grown conversations. Yeah, yeah. So 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 that being said, we both like that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about. Let's talk a little bit about Shutter, and then we'll just cl- kind of close it off on what you. Yeah. What you've liked, what you what you've seen, what you've liked, and stuff like that. All right, and talk about Shutter because Shutter Shutter is that's a strictly horror app. They've got original Shutter content on there. Shutter movies like every week there's something they're dropping. They'll just randomly put like here's all the Nightmare on Elm Street or here's these short films. They have a great series if you enjoy horror or if you're new to horror films. It's a great series called 101 Horror Movie Moments. Mm. And- They'll show you the moment from this film. Now, unfortunately, for some of these films, they do spoil them. But uh, want to watch a horror movie and you don't uh, watch and get a sense of some horror movies you should watch. That's a great series to watch. It'll say, oh, number 19 is this movie. And you're like, if you've never seen it, it'll give you a sense of what it is. And maybe, you know, you can find it and watch it. Yeah. It, yeah. They've, they've got some good content. They had one called The, um, the Visitor. It's a great movie about this woman. She's at home by herself. It's crazy snow outside. A guy shows up. It's apparent that she knows him. He says his car, he's been gone for 20 something years from this town. His car broke down. But the more he's there, you realize that he's there to talk about an event that happened 20 years ago. And it's kind of why he's been gone. And it's, you kind of hear the story unravel. It's a slow burn in a good way. Yeah. They talk, you're like, hey, this dude ain't. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. And then you realize what's happening. You're like, oh, shit. But it's great. They've got good stuff on there, man. If you, you know, I've have you ever heard of this movie called Jethica? Jethica? Yeah. Let me. It's from. I checked it out on. Uh, oh, let me. Now I'm trying to navigate through this. It's. Uh, I don't think it's on. It's not on Shutter, but it's it's everywhere now. And I know it's it's called While Hiding Out in New Mexico After a Freak Accident, Elena runs into Jessica, an old friend from high school. When Jessica's stalker suddenly shows up at their door, they must seek help from beyond the grave to get rid of him for good. Oh, it's not necessarily a horror movie, but it stars Callie Hernandez and this woman that I've like kind of been friends with on social media, Af- Ashley Denise Robinson, a mm-hmm. black woman. Mm. Who is extremely fucking talented. Okay. And uh like she's this is like a film that she she helped co-write. It's directed by Peter O's, who's done a couple things with um he's done something with the young woman who was on um Ozark. Uh oh yeah, what's her name? Um Julie Garn Julia Garner. Yeah which I have not seen this movie. There's a film that he did with her called everything beautiful is far away. Yeah. I'm going to, that's on my watch list. I'm going to check it out at some point. But I really like, I really think uh, Jessica is a a fantastic actress. I mean, I mean, Oh my God. Um, Ashley Denise Robinson is, is a fantastic actress. And this is something that she's done like 
in long form. She's just been somebody I follow on social media that's like just been doing her thing for a long time. And this is probably the biggest thing that she's done. It was in South by Southwest. So I just like bought it on on the strength of like knowing her. Mm -hmm. I bought it on, uh, I think, iTunes or or like Google Play or something. But it's worth checking out. Like it's it's a solid, a solid flick. When, that, the, when you when you mentioned Shutter, I was just kind of thinking about that. Like it's kind of a, it's not really a horror movie, but it's a kind of like a more of a dark comedy than it is of a, a horror. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, there is there are a lot of fun dark comedies. There's all kind of stuff when you're on Shutter. So yeah, lots of stuff yeah. like that is on there too. Did you ever? Did you see that movie Skinner Rink? Yeah, that was I was a lot. Was it good? I couldn't finish it. Oh shit! Because that's like a movie that's like less than ninety minutes, right? Yeah, it was just too. I, maybe I was I was too weird for me at the day. I was like, yeah, I'll be yeah, okay. Because I've heard mixed things about it. I rem- it was playing at the AMC near me, and I I never I didn't catch it. But I, I'm, I'm kind of like I was like, oh well, this is kind of thing that's kind of been on the internet for a while. Like this kind of had some buzz, but I I didn't check it. I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, not today, yo. I can't, I can't do it. Okay, uh, oh, Shutter. There's a movie called Leave, which is new. That's pretty good. Um, called Leave, L E A V E, L E A V E. This woman, uh, this young girl, goes searching for her mother, who's somewhere in, in Eastern Europe, and yeah, she shouldn't be there. Uh, there's a funny horror comedy called Sorry About the Demon, which is these people try to. <laughs> their homes possessed to so try to sell it to this guy and just get, get out away from this demon. It's funny. Um, burial's good. These people are carrying what they believe is Hitler's body during World War II. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, apology. The Apology, sorry. It's called The Apology. Yo, one of my favorites, though, is called Christmas Bloody Christmas. It's so a you're, you're a big horror guy. Like yeah. that's Is that your favorite genre? It's up there. Yeah. Horror sci-fi. But Christmas Bloody Christmas is like this robot Santa goes on like a murder rampage in this small town. It's did, nuts. Did you like how how'd you feel about Scream Two Scream Six? I liked it. I, I did too. I like the Scream movie, so I was fine with it. I thought it was fun. I had a great time. I love I really love the fact that there were brown girls that were the final girls yeah. in that. And they killing people. So. Yeah, like the last the last yeah. two was just kind of like, yeah, I, I rock yeah. with this because like you know at the so many times like you you see these films that are just like, yeah, you know I go see these films with the the white girls that I like the actresses that I like that's so bad the actresses <laughs> that I like like you know it, I see these horror movies films based on the the actresses that I like but then it's like okay Jenna Ortega and what's what's my other girl Bar- Barrera. Uh, yeah. I, I it's, it's so it it's it felt so good seeing that that scream five and like oh my god that's that's awesome yeah and then seeing six where it's like yeah you're not you're not gonna we're not letting go easy yeah uh, we we fighting back and then yeah. I was like yeah I rock with this yeah it was fun it was a good time some good kills it's really bloody yeah uh, got the same themes as the other scream movies a really fun opening. A surprise at the end about who the actual killer is. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Scream. It's it's 
it's worth I, my only thing with that one i just wish that they would have had a better oh something to work nev campbell in. i wish they could have figured that out yeah i really love uh nev i really yeah. love uh, i was sad she wasn't in it but you know yeah yeah are there any are there any other things that you liked? Like I'm trying to think of. Uh, we should have did this at the top of the show, but like, are, is there anything that you liked, whether it be on TV or film, that you recommend? I'll go first. I Ooh. I recommend Unprisoned with Kerry Washington oh. and Delroy Lindo. It's on Hulu, and my man, shout out to the homie Rick Younger, who had seen it before me, and I was like. It's it's really interesting. It's like Carrie Russell stars as this woman who's a, a psychologist who has her father gets out of prison after a long period of time and she's dealing with him and he comes back to comes home to live with her and she's got a biracial son that looks like a young Patrick Mahomes. And it's like <laughs> they're they're in Minnesota. I think they're in Minneapolis and it's just like what that means to be for him to be back and what that means for her to be dealing with her father, who's been an absentee dad and the people he left her to be raised with. And it's really interesting. It's a, it's a dramedy and it's just like really solid. And I'm, I don't, hmm. I'm not sure that I've ever, I'm, I'm trying not to Dan Lebertard this, but it's like, That's- I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this before in really? a good way where it's like, it's like, Oh shit, this is, I'm rocking with this, and and it's Delroy Lindo. Just love Delroy. I, yeah, I've just been a fan of his since Clockers. Yeah, I would say since I, <laughs> as far as I can remember. Yeah, and it's just like holy shit! Like this is really good, and you just kind of really invest yourself into him turning his life around. Him. Yeah, it's just it's really good. I, I oh, really yeah. liked it. Eight seven eight episodes. Um, I really like that. You got anything? Uh, I watched Swarm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I enjoyed. But I also watched that documentary about um, um, Jared from Subway. Really? What's that on? Uh, Hulu. But I watched it on, like, Discovery ID or something. It's like three episodes. Okay. The doc itself, I don't necessarily love the formatting of it. But the information was all new to me. Like, I didn't know he was getting down like that. I mean. Mm. I didn't know it was like that bad. Like he was wild. So that was interesting. And like I said, the Reggie uh, Jackson. Doc. Right. So there's a doc I need to watch that Amazon sent me. Uh, the one about J.R. Smith. So I need to watch that about him going back to college. Oh, okay. Speak speak that. a little because you're a horror guy. Yeah. I know we I know we texted about this, but speak on yeah. on Swarm a little bit more. Expound Swarm on is, it a little more. It's fascinating. Um it's an interesting, they did something super interesting. Episode six was to turn it into sort of like this true crime show. Like yeah. Yeah. What I thought was really intriguing because this, this woman is going around essentially murdering people under the guise of like love for this singer named Nigel, who's like a standing for Beyonce. Yes. Um, and they're, they're poking fun at a lot of things, right? Which is, you know, stand culture and, fans and fandoms being extreme, the stuff that happens online and somebody's taking that vitriol offline and, and doing it in real life. It's mm-hmm. a lot of flat news because of like the sex scene with Chloe Bailey. Yeah. I'd say I stuff. wish I didn't know about that before I watched. I didn't know. I know I we texted about it, but I was yeah. like, I wish I didn't know about it. But a lot of all this is how good Dominique Fishback is. She's really yeah. good in this. She's incredible in this. She's so good. Like, 
I what what's the the um Freddie Hampton movie? What's the Fred Hampton yeah. movie? Uh Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, Judas and the Black She is so fantastic in that. Yeah. I've liked her in the, the Night Comes On, which was yeah. like kind of like a, a bit of a star making turn for her. Yeah. And it's like it's like, okay, this she's the real deal. I just wasn't expecting it. Like when I you and I were texting about it, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you guys are you guys are going in like yeah. this is like we I'm going to levitate it a bit. We've never seen anything like this before. We never seen like a black mm-hmm. horror movie, like just going in right. in that fashion, like a contemporary yeah. thing. The, the uh, feels would, a little. It's clearly taking place in a world very similar to art, but much like Atlanta. Yes. Donald Glover's other you know project. It feels just a little off center. Which mm-hmm. I like. It's just a little, little and then people show like Paris Jackson's in it, Billy Eilish. Mm-hmm. Is in it. Um, who I thought did a great job. Billy Eilish did. I laugh when that dude shows up again in the episode and all that Ivy Park looking stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff is funny to me. Like, yeah, saying it's Beyonce, but this dude is a stand and he got all this. Yeah, Ivy Park looking outfit on. That's funny. Like they've done. There's like a lack of little cell stuff. But then also you've seen your character just kind of lose it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's with no one to really help. There is no Gandalf coming to save the day. She's just kind of out there her own losing it slowly. <laughs> and you're watching her and hoping she nothing terrible happens. And yeah. Poor, it's like as soon as she showed up, I was like, oh man, this is gonna it's too happy. <laughs> like, yeah, it because like, it, it is way too happy. They smiling and you having coffee. I was like, oh, this is gonna end. Yeah, it was it was it because it made me again, like we talk about a little bit about um in a good person, you you're yeah. like in Florence Pugh, like you're invested in this character, you care about her, you really don't want her to do the things that she's doing, and you're just like, Oh fuck, you're doing it again. Yeah, I thought yeah, you, you can't I help yourself. You, yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting because we don't we don't we necessarily we don't necessarily see these black women yeah. uh, do that and, and do those in, things they're, in they're, a in an Amazon Prime show that's getting pubbed and, and, and pushed and shown and advertised like. This is some indie project. This is a this project that they're. That yeah. They're, and I, I like that she got, you know, people receive it how they receive it, but I like that she has that in her toolbox to show people like, yeah, what I did. There is this film, um, that Jasmine yeah. Savoy Brown. Did you see this her. one? Did no, you see sound of Vine? that's a, that's one that I want to see because I think this is kind of similar. So this came out like last year and it's, it's, I want to see where it's, it's streaming. Cause I need to see this. Cause this has been on my watch list for a yeah, while. Oh, listen, it's a dollar on Amazon. Yeah, let me, let me do that this weekend. Yeah, so I need to. We maybe we'll we'll reunite and and, and oh, talk I got, about I got, it. I got Showtime. I can go ahead and watch that. Yeah, because I, I this has been on my watch list for a while. I'm just just for everybody that's listening. Uh, Sound of Violence, directed by Alex Neuer. Her music kills. This is a letterbox letterboxed blurb. As a child, the brutal murder of her family made Alexis regain her hearing, along with sin synesthetic. Abilities. Now, yeah. as an adult, she finds solace in the sounds of bodily harm. Right. But when she's told she might lose her hearing again, she escalates her gruesome sound experiments 
in a quest to compose her masterpiece. Right. Um, yeah, that that's um Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch that this weekend. Okay. So maybe we'll we'll reunite and maybe yeah, we'll 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 chat about it. Talk about it. Cause yeah, that that's something that's been on. And it's like, where do I know her from? Oh, it's from this movie. Yeah. That's kind of that I that's kind of now been Oh, I know her from okay. obviously the, the previous screen movie, but Yellow Jackets. She's on Yellow Jackets. She is on Yellow Jackets. She's good. Yeah, she is Laggies. very good. La- so I remember from Laggies. Wow, I forgot she was in Laggies. Damn, she was oh, in Laggies. I did see Missing. Um, she was in Missing? Oh, Missing. I saw it. I like that one. She was a yeah. friend, right? She was one of the yeah. friends, girlfriend. Yeah, Missing one was One of the fun. homies. Missing was good. That was, was fun, man. Like, yeah. I that think was more people would have watched it had it been like a Netflix like movie this week. Yeah. I you think when streaming, people are gonna watch it and be like, oh, this is fun. You're gonna see a bunch of TikToks about it. Like it the was- fun, the fun thing about seeing that in the theater, it was like a Thursday night screening that I saw it in. And it was a pretty surprisingly like packed house. Yeah. And it was like, oh yeah, this is what I missed on COVID. Like about COVID. Like, okay, now we're it's a kind of a packed house. People are really in, like invested in this thing. Right. And they're having these like visceral reactions to it. Where I was like, yeah, yeah this this one's good. Starring um our 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 girl um, um Storm Reed, uh Riley, aka Riley in The Last of Us. It was good seeing Neil Long in there, but also I kind of knew what was happening early on. But it did not ruin the movie for me. Like, I kind of figured it out. Like, oh, this is probably what it is. Yeah. But I was fun. Didn't yeah, I really, Didn't I really liked me. it. Yeah, it was fun. I gave it four stars on Letterboxd. Yeah, it was good stuff, man. Yeah. Is there anything that you're excited about um, that's coming out? Like, anything in film or TV? Like, I, I admit, I put out that I, I li- I'm excited about past lives. That's one of the... And then maybe yeah. the... um. The Julia Louis Dreyfus film, You Hurt My yeah. Feelings. Uh, sorry to be like an A twenty four A twenty four stand, but it's like yeah. I mean, that's you know, those okay. are a couple. Um, you I mean, got I'm, anything I'm, you're excited yeah. about? So Fast Ten or Fast X. Okay. For Jason Momoa as the villain. I just want to oh, see. Oh shit. Yeah. Remember, he was in this movie with Stallone. Um where he's they're like in new orleans it's got some weird name to it um i'll look it up he plays the villain in that and he doesn't talk a lot he's got very few lines but there was something about him being physically imposing that made me think that like yo momo should be a bad guy more often there's something about him because he can be this lovable in real life, he's this lovable guy and fun, but like he can be, he can look very intimidating and very menacing. Um, and I want to see him do more of that. Now you got me trying to find this. Let me. Yeah, it's, it's I'm like him. It was like him, Stallone. Um, um, who else was in that movie? It was nuts. Uh, I'm gonna see the name of the movie and be pissed because I'm like, yeah, it's like right on the tip. You're almost there. It's, yeah, because came out. It came out right before Frontier, which. Okay, let's go down. I'm that, on IMDb um, now. From Braven. That was it. <laughs> no, Braven is like this straight up '80s style movie. Uh, oh, okay. 
What is it? Uh, Maybe I can Google Jason Momoa. No, bullet to the head. That's bullet it. To the head. Okay. Bullet to the head. Yeah. It's just, he's plays this guy, um, like Stallone's trying to solve a murder, and he's like the the number one goon they send after him. It's played by Momoa, and he's okay. he's great in that role. I was like, if you want to see like a '90s style action film, Bullet to the Head is fun. Christian Slater's in it. Oh shit, they got a pretty like. Sarah Sahai yes. is fucking like she's a good actress, but she's beautiful. Isn't yeah. she on that like Netflix show, like something about sex? Like Was sex something. Like girls? No, not that one, but it's like uh what's sex the life. name? Is I don't want to say I'm like an, an asshole for saying she's in a sex show. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's sex, sex slash life. Billy Con yeah. yeah, like some show, it's a show on Netflix. Where it's like she's one of these women that like you look at her, she's a leading lady, she's gorgeous, yeah. but she's like, what is she? She's so I'm looking at her IMDB. Sarah Sarah Shahi, Persian, Persian, Spanish, mm -hmm. Iranian mother, mm -hmm. she Spanish Iranian mother, former NFL. She, she is gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Um, the other movie I'm looking forward to is The Flash. Because wow, wow. Unwoke Tim. Unwoke Tim. I'm unwoke. No, oh my god. Everyone who's seen it has said it is incredible. And I dude, I you're right. The thing, the thing about it is, I bet it's amazing. I bet it's that's amazing. why they have not. That's why he dude is that's why he's still what's around. What's what's my brother? man? What's his name? What they what's they's name? Uh they Ezra, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. He went around like Ezra is talented as fuck, and like I really liked Ezra in um, Perks has been a wallflower for me. Well, so he, so Ezra was they were great in in Perks, Perks. and that's that's a movie that you could like just like if it's on, you could like you watch it and you're like yeah, I'm not I'm not turning away from this shit. Yeah, also oh, he, a lot of great a lot of great needle drops in Perks. Really? Okay, I gotta go. Okay, yeah, a lot of great, um, a lot of good music in that. But this joint that, that they did oh. called We Need to Talk About Kevin. Yeah. That shit. Yo, that yeah. shit was was like, wow. Yeah. If you know, if you if you're listening to this to this and you've not seen We Need to Talk About Kevin, you should see that and email us. Let let us know what you thought about it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's Tilda Swinton. This is the first time I, I heard about Ezra Miller. And Ezra is really, really talented. So it just goes to show you, like, if you're really good, yeah, then you're not gonna get canceled. Like no. that's why. That's why everybody's like, um, yeah, we're still gonna release it. We're not yeah. gonna shelve it. Yeah, we'll shelve the Batgirl movie. <laughs> yeah. We'll shelve that shit. But yeah, Ezra is killing it in this it. shit. Yeah, even Tom Cruise was like, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Tom Cruise doesn't say nothing. Dude, I think I'll be there opening weekend. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. I saw I mean, I saw Shazam, the second Shazam. Yeah. I saw both Shazams in the theater. I just yeah. thought the new one, like, like if I was 12 years old, I think I would like it. Like, I, I did. You know, it was entertaining, but it was just like a little long in the tooth. I think I told you that. Yeah, like, you I think I texted you. I was like, it, it reminds me of the movie. People are going to forget they saw come October. Like, oh, yeah. Shazam was out this year. That's one of yeah. the. Like, yeah. It was it, out. Uh, it wasn't not bad. bad but like, it wasn't like it was just like 
It's just yeah. kind of like a popcorn movie, and yeah. you know, it it it's fine. And I think it would have been oh, probably would have meant more to me if I was like a young a, a kid. Yeah, and I'm not going. I'm not even going shit on it. But yeah. we There's need to talk about content, Kev- dog. We, Yellow, we Yellow Jackets is back. I was also watching Yellow Jackets. They're yes, back. yeah, yeah. Watched the first episode last night. It's they back on their craziness. Um, yeah, yeah. So just watching shows. Trying to find, you know, I, I was watching Poker Face every Thursday. I got to get into that. I, that's on my cue. I just got mm-hmm. Peacock. So I've been watching. I watched uh, uh, the Pete Davidson, Kaylee Cuoco movie. Yeah. I watched. Uh, I've been watching Girls 5 Ever and mm-hmm. the best man, the best man. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. That's so good. Let's it's talk good. about that a little bit. And I know we've been talking for a while, man. But the best man, since we talk, because I have not, I've done The Last of Us for like 10 weeks, nine, 10 weeks. <laughs> so it's like, kind of, yeah, it's like, hey, so it's like the best man holiday. It's like, I thought it was, it was great. And it was so good that you kind of forget how good these, how great these black actors are. Yeah. Because you don't get to see them do their thing like that. You don't get to see him eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just really enjoyed that. Yeah. And it's like, no, dude, Morris Chestnut, he's like very, he's a good, he's a great looking dude. Yeah, he is. But that motherfucker can act. Yeah. And it's like, you, it's like, okay, you got to give Morris where he's like conflicted or crying or some shit. Listen, I've you been gotta a fan let of him do it. Chestnut since he got shot in the alley and died on his mom. Yeah. Exactly. But you know who's <laughs> really fucking good? Who's really great? I know, I know what you're going to say. Terrence Howard. You're going to say Terrence Howard. Yeah. So smooth. So good. Just so like. He's easy to make fun of because he's ridiculous. Yeah. I hope he. My the thing is. Why I hope he doesn't quit actor. acting. I yeah. hope he doesn't quit. He's so. He's so great. He's so smooth. It's just like he was in like. In the in ninety nine two thousand when he did the first one where he was just kind of like he was he's so good in this and it's like I was I was texting the homie Rick Younger and I was like oh my god like he's just and it wasn't like he was doing anything like major was like oh my god I'm crying I'm emoting I'm acting with a capital A it was just like the way that he him him just behaving yeah in front of the camera, yeah. like, like letting the camera capture his behavior. It mm-hmm. wasn't, he's not doing anything grand. Yes. He has his scenes where there's flourishes where he's mm-hmm. got to get upset and he's got to, but it's just this, those other scenes where he's just like, yeah, he's fantastic, man. I hope right. he doesn't quit. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Hey, Terrence Howard. He's there's a reason why he was the highest paid actor in the first Iron Man. Like he's good. Yeah. I wish he didn't. I mean, I know. I don't know. Cheeto's great. Cheeto's another one of those dudes that's this amazing. Every time. Same. And, yeah. and while, we're, while we're here, we didn't lead off with this, but a rest in peace to Lance Reddick, who was another. Oh my one God. Of, yes. Yeah. Thank another you. one of those guys who every time you saw him, like the Resident Evil show wasn't good, but he's got that one monologue where he. Oh shit. He in talking to the dude about, like, do you see the show? I did not watch it because everybody shitted on it. And our girl, our girl, Ella Belinska, our girl, Ella Belinska, who's the the lead, the star of of the PS5 game Forspoken. 
yeah which i just got today i just got it i won it on ebay let me let me let me just tell you this and and we'll get back to lance the late great lance reddick the fact that um this is becoming like a a five-hour podcast but the fact (laughs) but we haven't done we really haven't done a mainstream normal mundane festival since for like a couple like two or three two months so and let us in, indulge us, everyone that's listening, the five hundred, the the five people that listen to this show. <laughs> um, for people to shit on that game so hard, yeah, everybody trashed that game, and it's fascinating to me how you have a black female lead, and you just trash this game. That's really just your standard issue RPG. Yeah. On, on kind of like on some Alice in Wonderland shit. To me, it's fun. I played the demo for an hour, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." I yeah, you're you're fast forwarding me into a level that I don't know about. That, but every other game's done that shit. But now there's there's a black female lead. You're gonna like, you're gonna shit on it. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you guys. So okay, you they dropped the price on place at the PlayStation store, yeah. like 46 bucks. Yeah. The studio dissolved that created the game. They dissolved into some other studio that under the PlayStation umbrella. Then on you and then on, on eBay, the base price is like to, to bid on it, it's like 28 bucks. And it keeps going up. I lost one one bidding war for it. And then I eventually won a won a a, a bid, paying maybe forty three, forty four bucks for it. So it's huh? still like twenty, thirty dollars under the, you know, under the normal price for it. Yeah. But for all, that's a lot of drama for a game that a lot of people fucking hated, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a that's a lot. Like I I, I expected to pay less for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People, I don't know if people hate it as much as people who hated it talk about it. Right. There there are quite a few black gamers that I follow on on Twitter that were saying they were showing me they were showing screenshots of it. They're showing gameplay of it. Like, actually, this is pretty fun. This is actually a pretty fun game, but people took their shots at it. And I'm sure it's just a game that I'm going to play. I'm like, OK, I'm going to finish this game. I'm yeah. you know, it's it's cool to see a black heroine, just like I just a few minutes ago talked about um, Scream. Yeah. Five and six, you know. Give me, give me more of that. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's Why not? Why not? Um. Oh, so Lance Reddick has a scene in in the show where his daughter, the young Ella's character, gets yeah, to school, and there's this mediation. Which this other guy wants his, you know, your daughter did this, 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 and he's like, how much? How many people can do your job? He's like, I don't know, two hundred people. He's like, how many people think you can do mine? He's like, I don't know. Says one. So when I call them and tell them this is what happened, what do you what do you think they're gonna do? Like it's he's like intimidating the shit out of this dude, mm-hmm. very Lance Reddick style way. And yeah. I that every time I saw Lance, no matter what it was, Fringe, The Wire, yeah, the funny stuff he did for Funny or Die when he was like, yes, the Toys R Us joint, yeah, Toys R Toys R Me or Toys R Toys R Me, yeah, Toys R Me. He was always a professional. And one thing I noticed during and even in the John Wick films. Mm-hmm. Past, they were still doing press for John Wick. 
And everyone on the cast was like very emotional about it. Like he was one yeah. of the people that was beloved. Like right. loved him, they loved working with him. He seemed to be just a stand-up dude, a professional at all times. So he is gonna be missed. Man, if you've never seen Fringe, it's on Amazon, go watch it. Um, check out his work. Obviously, The Wire, many people have seen that, but you know, go to YouTube and just put in Lance Reddick, watch some interviews and just hear this man talk about it. he just seemed he was super interesting, great. I, man, I, every time he popped up on screen, I was like, hey, there's Lance. Let's see what he's got to say. And he was what you call a thespian. He was a the thespian. definition of it, like the the wire. And shout out to his role as Silence. I guess yeah. maybe, you know, there's a there's a Horizon Forbidden West DLC, which I just pre-ordered this this past week. Um, I pre-ordered that and he's in that, you know. I just yeah. thought it was so fucking cool to hear to like to see him when I first played the the original in 20 was it 2017 mm-hmm. um just like that's fucking cool Lance Reddick in this that that brings that brings like the the prestige to the game right. like somebody that great yes. to do to do a role in this in this video game where it's like oh game. shit this has more weight to it because yeah. Lance Reddick is doing it. Yeah. And it's it's what you want. It's what you want when you, as an artist, as an actor, when you pass away, when you die, where it's like, like there's something that you did that a lot of people really liked. And that's how you live on. How you live on. And and it's 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 a beautiful thing. And it's sorry, it's really sad to see him go as somebody who's like yeah. physically fit. Who looked mm-hmm. great. He was 60 years old and he was doing this, all this great work. And a lot of people seem to like him and yeah. uh, you don't work that much. Yeah. You don't work. You don't work all, do all those gigs with a lot of people not liking you. Yeah. <laughs> Some people do, but like, you know, but you know, in a lot of cases to be a black man and to be doing it like that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people had to like you, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, shout out to, to to Charmaine. She calls it the common effect. She's like, oh, okay. you're really nice to people and you show up on time. Like, yeah. <laughs> See, I part of me kind of pushes back on the common, but I don't think he's the greatest actor or what or whatever, but it's like yeah. he's in my top five MC. So it's just like yeah. if you're a fucking dope MC, yeah, you kind of just get in these doors. So it's, like, I'm, it's like I'm not mad at him. Yeah. I know, I know our guys on the on uh, the Firestarter crew like shit on him. <laughs> like, but it's like you're one of the best people to ever pick up a microphone yeah. and start rapping. So it's yeah. like, yeah, uh, like Chocolate's one of my favorite albums. What do I? What do I? Yeah, it's like it's like you you kind of could be should be in all, in all these movies. But it's, it's, it's to me, it's like when I see Anthony Mackie. He looks like a lot of fun to hang around. I could see, yeah, like oh. Yeah. Seems like fun. Let's have him on set for three months and let's have a good time. And Anthony Mackie, another dude that's like like a, a guy that's maybe a, a year or two older than me that I looked at when I was going into grad school. That was like one of those dudes. It's like, yeah, you're a Juilliard, Juilliard mafia guy. Mm-hmm. You're talented. It's like, I, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. Why you're getting all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I like him, man. He puts I need to watch this. Um that movie that he did on the the Netflix movie that we we've got a ghost. 
I guess. Oh yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah, he's it's fun. It. Okay, it's fun. Yeah. It's um, it's in my queue. There's just like so much shit on there, but like, yeah, I really like. He's one of those dudes that I've liked for a long time too. Yeah, yeah. but um, man, R.I.P. to um, to to Lance Reddick, um, and then R.I.P. to Dave from De La Soul too. Yeah, also that. Yeah. I feel like we're we're, we're like we're not in on a summer note. Yeah, a- man. But dude, I, I'll tell you, like, I mean, I'm I was a tribe called Quest guy, and as somebody who was like knowledgeable of hip hop, I like De La Soul a lot, and I remember just kind of coming on to them, really loving Stakes Is High. I'm I'm because because when I talk about hip hop, man. I try not to act like um, I leave it to some of my other homies. Like I leave it to my man, Damian Lemon. I leave it to Ali Muhammad when they mm-hmm. talk about, I love hearing them talk about hip hop and stuff like that. Uh, Cause they're, they're, they're a couple years, a few years older than me and they kind of have a, an interesting and different perspective, but the stuff that I know about hip hop, like I know about it. So like for me, just like from my perspective has just kind of been like, I loved, I love Stakes is High, and I kind of came into it through Most Deaf, because when he was doing Big Brother Beat on that that album, yeah, uh, you know, Common doing um, uh, the business and stuff like that, and it's just like, oh, they, they, yeah, I like these guys, and then I had all those the out al- the subsequent albums like uh, Artificial Intelligence, um, like Mosaic Thump, and then Bionics. Yeah. And then really just now that this stuff is streaming, yeah. it's like, oh, fuck. It's the same way I kind of feel about like MF Doom's passing. I'm yeah. not like this aficionado on MF Doom, but I respect that this motherfucker was great. And yeah. I went back and I was like, oh, yeah, wow, this guy is really good. Like yeah. Dave, like a lot of these records that, you know, I just had on playlists for a long time. And then when I downloaded from Napster and all that and LimeWire yeah. and all that, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy was in my life. This guy yeah, was yeah. He, he, I heard that him. real shit. Like he, that, I didn't know it. I was, yeah. I was like, you know, these you know, these songs. And it's just you like that, that that record. Like, I remember like Beyonce's dad talking on Quest Love Supreme, talking about that Grind Date album yeah. that they did, like in the early 2000s. And I was like, I remember that shit because they did it. They did that much, the much more record on uh, on the grind day. They did on the Dave Chappelle show. They did on Chappelle show. Mm -hmm. And Dave comes in with I think he comes in with that Hulk fist and he's rapping. It's like on a tour bus. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. like, Like that shit is fucking hard. And it's just like you think about like the business, how he leads off that track and Oh, like it did like like stakes yeah. is high and just like that that record in particular. And then I saw them doing on um uh the tonight show and and to Tariq Black who I think is the Black Thought is the yeah. greatest who ever lived. And yeah. it's just like they do that record, and it's like it's so timeless. Yeah. It's so timeless. timeless. Yeah. And just that that music, man. And I'm glad that we're in a space where like I, I'm 40. I turned 43 this year. I don't know. How old are you, Tim? I turn 45 next month. So you turn 45 next month. Hip hop is like slightly a few years older than us. Yeah. And it's like we're now in the place where hip hop is in 
this place where people can talk about it. People can put it in this perspective and provide us with this insight that we didn't have when we were 12 years old, 11, no. 12 years old. We didn't think it was going to last. Yeah. I, I mean, I never, I never felt that way, but it's just I like, I just, I was, just I was kinda, growing with it. Yes, exactly. That way. Like growing with it, being, being inspired by it, because it's something that just, it really, to be honest with you, kept me alive. Like yeah. I think about like, um, just to be vulnerable for a minute, like thinking about like just hip hop in general, but just thinking about before I decided that I was really going to do stand up. There's this record by Elzai of slum who was of slum village. Love Elzai. I talked, I talked about this before in the show, but it's, it's fine enough to talk about it again. He had this record called the leak off of his like first solo album. And he was talking about like, how his his mom died and how he just like he was talking about like he said something like i know it sounds fucked up but it's but it's but this is who i am yeah and he was just like i was like oh and i remember sitting in the car at a strip mall crying listening yeah. to that record and i was like yeah i'm gonna start stand up yeah it's like here and it's like oh here i am now doing this podcast doing st- here i am 14 years later doing the thing doing stand up and doing and, it well trying to do you know doing my thing so it's 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 uh, all these songs you listen to but going before going doing auditions and stuff it's stuff that people like like you 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 listen to like it's just it's just a part of of who who i am yeah. and it's like these especially like these black dudes talking shit like yeah. black dudes talking shit talking shit about how dope they are using that to feed love. whatever it is that you're doing i love but, it you know what i'm saying it's like <laughs> Go i got i got i speak divine of god theories no need to puff lie whatever the, rec- yeah. the exact line is on the business it's like i don't need weed i got this motherfucker talking about how dope i am yeah. He's talking about how dope he is, and I I'm nice. I can yeah. go in this meeting and sell this product. I can go go do this presentation if I'm working in this office or I need to. Tr- I'm I'm trying to get this raise so I can yeah. feed my family. It's just yeah. it's just such a beautiful art form, man. And it it's, is. Man. And I'm glad I like where it's going. I don't hear words yeah. like people do. The old rap is still there. Every now and again, I find a new artist I've never heard of. Right. Fire. So I love I love it. I'm glad it's still around. I mean, as we get older, we're going to lose more people in hip hop. So I, I'm all for championing, encouraging, listening to, talking about people who you love. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, and it was so it was so cool because I was just kind of like watching. Um, and, and the artist formerly known as Most Deaf, Yasin Bey. I was just listening to them, the De La Soul, in like an interview, talk about what they felt about him, and it's like, it's like, holy shit! Like, yeah, this guy that I really like, these guys saw it too, yeah, and they they feel the same way about this guy, or or Q Tip, another dude that's in my top five. Like, yeah, I think this guy already, <laughs> he he was, I forget what it was because there's so much content out that it that just kind of bombards you, but he was just saying like how he was 
like talking to him or when they he was coming up he's like this guy kind of didn't see things that i already saw in him that i i wish i had which is q-tip kind of like talk i'm paraphrasing it but what he was saying it was just like oh shit wow black men talking are good about other black men you know what i mean love it yeah it's great and it and we don't I'm, gonna, not trying to turn, I'm not trying to turn this do, into a manosphere podcast. But. We're going to do more of that uplifting of each other in 2023. We're gonna yes, gonna, we got to do it. Tim, do it. dude, this is this has been fucking amazing. This has been great to just like come back to doing this to the to the essence of, uh, you know, kind of like what I'm, I mean, what I've been trying to do here, yeah. me rambling, somebody else kind of yeah. keeping me honest. Uh this has been great, man. Plug plug some stuff. Um, not much going on for me except for I'm gonna be on Danny Foxworth's podcast this week talking about baseball. Nice. I you know, as you as we were talking about baseball, uh I was thinking about that because he he recently had Tone from Firestarter on there. So that's yeah. great. What's the name of the show? It's called At the Plate. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, if you can find it on Worst Gyms, yes, yeah, so I'll be on it this week talking. My love of baseball, some Mariner stuff. So yeah, I'll be doing that coming up. So look cool. for that. Cool. I gotta listen. I gotta start listening. All right, man. Well, this has been great. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>